What's up, y'all? Have a seat. It's your favorite hour of the week with the facts over acts. Through. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we got a great show for y'all today. This is our first live streaming show. Yes, first time we're going live. Uh, so, you know, forgive us for any errors, but we, we're doing the best we can. All right. <laughs> that's that's all we're going to do. That's all we can give you. So don't say nothing or else we're going to come find you. But anywho, uh, we we got the money man, the man with the plan, Chris Allen in the building. That is I. I'm taking Josh line for the first trade. That, that is I. That is I. That is I. Well, we got the master of the mixing master. The the that is I guy. <laughs> Josh Guyton in the building. We are flipping. We are flipping right here, right here. Oh man. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. You know what? We appreciate you for letting us uh, uh, partake in this with Ziv Nation. Uh, I'm K Gibbs 95, by the way, for all the folks who wonder who that guy always trolling is. That's me. Hey, hey, that be me. I be coming with the negativity. I'm big time Chris 100. So <laughs> we thrive off negativity. We thrive off negativity. Especially but, Clipper slander. Oh, absolutely. And we could slander the Clippers today. Make no bones about it. We could if we so chose to. However, we got a pack, pretty packed lineup today. You know, in the past few weeks, we've had slow sports weeks, but this week, we're looking at the All-Star game. We're looking at different teams and their health and how the All-Star game in and of itself has been altered by health. And lastly, the legacy players in both the NFL and NBA and how their parents' success affects them. That sound like a good show to y'all? Sound good to me. All right. Well, let's get this thing rolling. Uh, when we look at these All-Star teams, obviously, KD is the top vote-getter out of the East, even though he's not playing. So uh, the starters for the East are KD, Joel Embiid, Giannis, Bradley Beal, and Kyrie Irving. However, because of KD's injury, Jason Tatum moves up to starter. Uh, the reserves, Jalen Brown, James Harden, Zach Levine, Julius Randle, Ben Simmons, uh, Nicholas Vucevic, and DeMontis Sabonis. On the West, we got LeBron as a captain. The starters, uh, LeBron, Luka Doncic, Steph Curry, uh, Nikola Jokic, and Kawhi Leonard. And uh, the reserves. I'm surprised Kawhi's participating. By the way, I, I'm I'm I was really expecting yeah. some rest. Yeah, he's gonna leave the Clippers alone. <laughs> hey, listen, it's not Clippers slander. It's, it's not Clippers slander. How, how many days have he taken for rest though? He ain't been resting like that either, has he? That's what I'm saying. I'm surprised. Well, I'm well, 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 well. He, might he be did have to right? go through health and safety protocols for almost two weeks. That's so that, that's a lot of load sure. managing there. Calm down, guys. Calm down. Kawhi <laughs> don't play every game. Kawhi not going to play every game. Okay, all right. Anthony Davis is also an all-star reserve. Uh, however, he is being replaced by Devin Booker as he's out with injury. Paul George, Rudy Gobert, Dame Tom, Damian Lillard finally makes it. Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, and Zion Williamson makes his first appearance. Now, fellas, is this the first year that they got it completely right? Not a single player that you can say, oh, he's a snub. He needs to be in there. Is this the first time? Um, I think this is the first year. I don't think it's the first ever. I mean, we can go through the years and look and possibly we can say we got it right. I know context matters, so we would have to be, you know, watching that season, be into the season as opposed to, you know, just looking at the names and being like, oh, this guy didn't make it. We don't know what their season was like. Um, Looking at this, I think this is the first season that they got it uh, 99% right. I think the only case that you can make in an Eastern Conference is Van Vliet maybe deserved the spot. 
But if you look at the names that they have there, I don't think I don't think it's a good idea to replace any of the any of the guards that we have with Van Vliet. So I, I think they got it ninety nine percent right. You know, to to see the Raptors at fourth in the East after all they've been through, it it begs the question: Are the Raptors and Nick Nurse better than we thought, or is the East just toilet water? <laughs> but anywho, uh, Chris, do you think they got it all right this year, man? Yeah, man. Anytime you can't really think about. Who who they skipped out of? Like my biggest thing was Devin Booker and um, Sabonis. I was really mad at Sabonis then, man, because if you actually watch the Pacers game, which we actually watch the game, I know a lot of these other fakers don't watch the game. But right. <laughs> when you actually watch the game, Sabonis, I have nine assists in a quarter. Something. Yeah. That's ridiculous. At at six eleven, that's ridiculous. So. Yeah, I'm happy he's in there now. I'm mad it's over injury. I honestly think he should have made it over Julius Randle, even though Julius Randle has been hooping. But, I mean, it's the Knicks. I mean, Man, anytime we got the Knicks in, in a playoff scene halfway through the season, somebody got to make it. Somebody going to make it. Somebody I'm well aware. I'm well aware. Uh, Brandy Ingram is the only one I might have problem because he's been having just as good of a year as Zion almost. True. Like he's true. Zion started off slow in the beginning. Brandy Ingram was fast. Now they kind of balancing out. Like they taking yeah. turns with the scoring low. Brandy Ingram, I thought Chris Paul wasn't gonna make it, even though Chris Paul deserves to be here. I thought he wasn't. I thought Brandy Ingram would be in in there, but I, I think so. Um, I think that's something that might come with success, though, because when you got a team that's that young and at the start of the season, you already, you know what I'm saying, like a 11 seed. I don't think you could squeeze two all-stars in there from one team. And Zion is definitely a bigger star. Yeah, yeah, but Brandon Ingram started off the year 28-8. Like, can I can I, can I throw something at y'all? Because we got to go off script one time. We got to go off script one time. Listen, this podcast, much like a, a Baptist church service, schedule a change as the spirit moves. Now, oh, we about to be here all night, though. The, the spirit has moved me to a comment that Brandon Ingram recently made since we talking about him. He Aww. said he's never played with a player as talented as he is. Now, <laughs> now... And the team that he's currently on includes Zion Williamson. And he played on a team with LeBron James. Right. Is this a little bit of like, is this just healthy confidence and belief in himself? Because we all know he's not the most talented player that he's like, he's right. on every team he's ever been on. But is this healthy confidence or is this a little bit of that delusion? That's that's that that John Collins wanted to be a number one option <laughs> delusion. Is this a little Man, bit of that? I think it's good to have confidence, and I think he knows what goes on behind the scenes. So I think it's another level to Brandon Ingram that we can see. And I definitely think that the only player on his current roster that's as talented as him is Zion. He just got a guy given talent to put the ball in the basket. Right. But one, we know he had the we know he's not talking about uh LeBron not being as talented as him. But he also had in in his in his right mind to throw a shot at him. And I think one of these days on a pod, we're gonna have to look at these guys that have been throwing like unnecessary shots at LeBron. And, and you know what? I Chris, mark this time down. Time step it. Time step it. <laughs> I can't believe this. 754 p.m. Eastern time, prime meridian. Because this I'm writing is it down. I'm writing it down. This is out of control. What guy can talk about folks unnecessarily taking shots at Brown? Y'all, I can't believe it. But I do agree. I do agree that there is a, a, a level of uh, a level of disrespect that like a lot of these young guys are having. And it's 
It's uh Kevin Garnett recently told a story about Jordan where he was uh he was like, Yeah, the guard I was playing with was cooking him early. He was cooking him, and I'm like, Yeah, he can't guard you. Keep it up, keep it up. <laughs> and Jordan just kind of looked at me and was like, Oh, really? Oh, really? And the guard that that was that he was checking was like, Man, he young, he don't know, he don't know no better. Like, right. So was, Come on, Debo. That's my, no, my no, grandma who gave me that, that chain. <laughs> exactly. And that happened. Uh, I think that we we gonna start seeing a lot more of that with Brown. But Chris, do you think that this is healthy confidence or is this just seek help, son? All right, I'm going to break it down for the audience, bro. Even though I'm a firm believer that it's possible for someone to be more skilled but still not be a better player. For example, Kyrie Irving, I think, is the most skilled point guard in the league. Put the ball in the basket and handle. But I think Damian Lillard and Stephen Curry are better point guards than him. Like better better all-around players. Facts, facts. So even Mm -hmm. with that being said, it ain't even close, Brandon Ingram. It ain't even close. Like, you're compared – when you came out of college, you were compared to Kevin Durant, who has never been the default number one player in the world. You get what I'm saying? Never been the number one player in the world. And you were compared to him off rip. That should, that should alone tell you, listen, I, maybe maybe I can humble myself a little bit more. I'm happy about the confidence. I won't be out of go crazy. You see, I wanted him to be an all-star this year. I won't yeah. be out to go nuts, but you can't you can't say stuff like that when you play on a team with Brian and and right. Brian's been in the league eighteen years and he's been a problem for all. Eight. He won a championship year seventeen. I, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this much. I I really and truly enjoy the confidence. I really do because I think that the NBA has gotten too friendly. I I think the NBA is entirely too friendly. Y'all know me. I'm a football guy. Even when we like each other, we still want to knock each other's head off. Like, in between those lines, in between those trenches, certain things got to happen. Derrick Henry don't got nothing against Josh Norman. He still (laughs) stiff-armed that man into the shadow realm. He stiff-armed that man so hard, I I had to call Derrick Henry. Did you see what Josh Norman said? That man got kids. That man got kids. He got a wife and kid. Why you doing this? Why you doing this? Did y'all see what Josh Norman said, kids? Uh, what did he say about it? Bro, so he said, listen, I'm a competitor. If, if the same situation happened 11 times, I'm going to do it all 11 times. Because if I can strip that ball, it gives my ch- team a chance. Yeah. And 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 see, that's that's the thing that I'm talking about. As far as he knows, he stands no chance, but he's going to go do it. That's why I like this out of Brandon Ingram. You know, we all know, in a one-on-one game, that would not be a close game. It wouldn't be. <laughs> it just would not be. If we're talking about in a team setting, who's the better player? If we talk about both of their respective teams as is currently constructed, that's not going to be a fair matchup. But I like to see the energy. I yeah, like yeah, to see yeah. the little bit of scrappiness right I, there. I, 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 pause right there. Now. I'm surprised Guyton went against one of his old Laker babies. You know no, what I mean? I, I'm don't, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm team. I'm team baby Laker show all day. But at the same time, we got to be realistic about certain things. It's a, it's a certain thing as as uh, healthy being uh, you know competitor from a healthy standpoint and being delusional. That's that's okay. stepping into the lines of delusion right there, though. So so let me ask y'all this: If, if we go, if we gonna guide the program back, we the uh, uh, mother birth and already passed out. We done threw the water on her. She done got up. So we go get the program back on schedule. <laughs> uh, so when we look at the when we look at the All Star game, what is your least favorite event? Chris, I'm gonna start with you on this one, man. What's your least favorite event? I, 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 
you kind of put me on the spot to start it off this nasty trend we about to go into. But oh, we finna we finna be playing that that awful hey 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 that awful skill challenge that awful skill challenge like why is the skill? I text these two guys audience today, Robert Covington, and anybody know who Robert Covington is without googling him in the audience. That that's not a not an avid basketball watcher. If you if you know who Robert Covington is, oh, I might give you five dollars. <laughs> hold on, what, hold what? on, hold on. In in the NBA's defense, in the defense of the skill talent, the only reason Robert Covington is going to be involved this year is because he's the last remaining player in the NBA, last prominent player in the NBA. Who, is, who attended an HBCU, graduated from an HBCU, right. as well as the uh, NBA is donating, I believe, a large portion, if not all of the money generated by the uh, Skills Challenge to HBCU. So I, I think that that's the reason he's there. I, I don't think that anybody in the NBA is like, oh, you know what? A player in the Skills Challenge, huh? give me Robert Covington. <laughs> give me, when I think of players that can pass, that can dribble, that can shoot, give me Rob. But it just it worked out that way. Man. Does that change your Does that change your mind at all, or is it is it still? I don't, I don't care nothing about that. I don't care nothing about this skill challenge. Yeah, that, this one of the moments was that's cute. That's cute. That's cute. <laughs> that's cute. <laughs> but no, no man, nah, nah man. Got, Robert, got, what's that skill challenge, man? Man, uh, this might be an unpopular opinion, but I'm going with the dunk contest. Really? Woo. Yeah. Reason, wow. reason I'm going with the dunk contest is look, the three point shootout. It's pretty much the same thing every year. We expect what to see out of the three-point shootout. And it usually lives up to expectations. It's not super, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's not super hype. We get a moment every couple of years where, you know, an underdog come through or we get something where Steph, you know, make 20 shots in a row. And it get us a little bit hype. But we seeing dudes shooting three-pointers. I think the reason that the dunk contest is my least favorite event is because we, we get our mouth watered up for chicken salad every year. Even though we keep telling ourselves, like, man, it ain't been good in five years, but this year is going to be different. Right, and then we get to right. the dunk contest and we end up having ch- chicken scratch every year. So I think just the level of disappointment from the dunk contest is what makes it my least favorite. In all fairness, the dunk contest and all its participants are sickos for this reason. <laughs> for this reason. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. You're right. We did get in the mindset of like, oh, this is going to be trash. And then... Zach Levine and Eric Gordon put on like such a show that it was like if you but, were if you was chilling, somebody text you or called you, bro. Go, right. Are you watching what he did? You see what he just did, and then you get three years where it's like, oh, Derrick Jones Jr. Won. But but here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. We talk about Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon. Who was the other two participants in that dunk contest? I wait. I want to say it was Sir Dennis Smith. I think. Man, oh, I don't Victor know. Oladipo and Dennis Smith. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oladipo it's, did that. Seven twenty. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, yeah. The black, was that the black Panther duck. We ended the pod yep. off that window. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Hey, listen. All all I'm saying is this. All I'm saying is this. The fact of the matter is, when I when I look at when I look at the dunk contest, I I feel you. But the dunk contest has it has the ability to. When it's good, it's really good. Like, it's not like a good dunk contest ain't like, oh, like, that's cool. A good dunk contest, like, everybody going to be talking about it. Everybody going to be saying somebody was robbed or everybody going to be talking about what amazing dunk was. 
I'm surprised that neither one of y'all took my answer because I, I kept it quiet because I knew once I say it, y'all gonna realize this is by far the worst of it. The celebrity basketball game. It's so <laughs> bad every year. It's Number not happening one. this year, is it? I don't think no. so. Oh, God. I don't okay. think so. Number one is co-ed. And, and here's the thing, right? Y'all know me. Anybody who knows me personally knows I'm a womanist. I, I truly believe that 98% of tasks can be done equally as well by women and men. Right. But when it comes to a game like basketball or even a celebrity all-star game, we have a horrible moment every year, like Quavo blocking Rachel Demita's shot. <laughs> Come on, man. What is this? What is, if I wanted to see Common miss 15-foot jumpers, I would go to a random park in Chicago. This is nonsense. I don't want to see this. I don't I the, the celebrity all-star game just, just reminds me that celebrities are just people who are good at a thing. Not they're they're not good at everything. They're just good right. at one thing. Whatever their thing is. Now don't get me wrong. Quavo was out there balling a couple years ago. He was out there on nut like yeah. now hey, man, after bro, after bro. uh who was who was the Secretary of Defense? After Arnie Hammer came through, they should have shut the whole event down, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then hey, that's hey. another thing. You got an elderly man out there on that court. <laughs> Like, come on, man. He cooking. Come though. on, man. <laughs> he, he was cooking, but how many other elderly men got the confidence to do it? That's not going to look too Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> what I like about the celebrity all-star gig is, get me out, bro. You will see, like, the rappers or, like, the actors or the movie stars. They come out looking crispy. They're like, you know, they'd be worth, like, $10 million, $20 million. But you will see that one billionaire that owns some, a bunch of stuff, owns software companies. He out there yeah, with a yeah, Hanes T-shirt and N1 shoes on. Hey, getting buckets. Getting buckets. With the, with the wood grain daughter zone. That game is an embarrassment, and I'm glad it's not happening this year. I'm sorry, but it's just it's embarrassing, man. It's embarrassing. Nobody wants to see a 45-year-old compete against uh, uh, JoJo Suya. Like, nobody <laughs> wants to see this. No, Who you ask for this? They need to bring it back. I need a one-on-one between uh, the baby and stop JoJo. It. Stop. Hey, <laughs> listen, y'all better stop. Y'all, I, all they going to get say, LeVar Ball in there one day, and I don't want to see LeVar Ball. All I'm going to say is JoJo is an inch taller than the baby, so we got to use his quickness <laughs> to his advantage. He's it, it, got to use it's that first. Yeah. It's an embarrassing situation. If you don't get it with the blow by, she gonna <laughs> pin it off the glass. <laughs> she gonna pin it off the glass. But you know, when, okay. So, so on a more serious note, when we look at this All Star game, this is one of the first years that we've seen the captain be injured, as well as I. I can't remember the last time we had three All Stars ha- have to be uh, replaced in one year. So, with that being said, uh, what do y'all think is is the when we talk about health, what do y'all think these different teams in the NBA would be if not for health? Like, what what team do you think is most greatly affected by health or lack thereof at this moment? Um, I, I think if you're looking at the standings, the only, like, glaring difference we can see here that if, if the Heat were at full strength the entire season, they wouldn't be 16 and 17. And I definitely think by the time the season is over, we still got a good – like 35 games left. I think by the time the season is over, we're going to see the Heat be about a four seed. But I think they just had a going off that championship season, not having enough rest. 
I think it was just hard for them to implement the same game plan and build off of that momentum. If we're talking right. about players that were injured during the season, of course, you got teams like Golden State where Clay, we knew he was going to be out before the season started. So that's a different case. But I think players that didn't see these injuries coming and they happened during the season, I think the Heat is the only team that we can really put in this conversation. Okay. All right, Chris, are there any teams to you that... Uh, man, I, I'm going to reach a little bit here. Like, it's going to be one of them reaches. But honestly, the Timberwolves, man. I know y'all like the T-Wolves, but look, think about it. D-Lo, Andrew, they got the number one pick, Anthony Edwards, averaging 14 points a game. They haven't had anybody other than Cat on that team play good basketball, honestly. Then they added but D-Lo Cat, and Edwards. Cat, Cat had COVID. COVID. Yeah, he, was out, he was out for 22 days where yeah, he, he didn't play basketball there. at all. And, it, and, it, and and COVID, because of what it did to his family, it has like, because he oh, lost man. his mother... He right. lost his mother. His father was uh, uh, was in critical condition as well. It messed with his psyche. A lot. He lost like seven he, family members. Yeah. Seven, seven yeah. family members. Yeah, and, so. and seven, first of all, losing seven family members to any one thing like that is outlandish. And to That's find just, out you have that thing, and to find out you have that thing, right? Like a lot of people talk about how weird it was when he was like, "Don't worry, I won't end up in a box like grandma." Y'all got to understand, this man is is literally not well. Like, I know I joke a lot and say, like, are you well? Like, are this? No, he's really mentally lost seven family members to one thing. He has the same thing. Of course, he's going to say something outlandish because this thing has taken an outlandish toll on his life. COVID has taken an outlandish toll on his life. Even if he didn't get it, his life was forever changed. It doesn't matter if you grew up in a two-parent household uh, or a, a single-mother household or if, if your mother was not toxic to you, th- it is the love that people have for their parents cannot be measured or quantified. Right. It just can't be. And so to lose, I a hundred percent agree. The war, I mean, the, uh, the, the Timberwolves are a team that didn't come to mind immediately, but now that, now that I think about it, they really have. But think about it. d was an all-star. He was a, d was a previous all-star. Cat as a previous yeah. All Star. Cat came back from COVID first game twenty five twelve, off off COVID, not touching the ball twenty five twelve. Anthony Edwards, y'all know what he's capable of. He's not consistent right. yet, but we know what he's capable of fourteen. I mean, games. he's a rookie. That's part of the deal. Right, 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 right. But I think if he played with D Lo and Cat the whole season, them being somewhat veterans now in the league, they would have had him going in the right direction. And I think T was. Might be in the playing tournament, not player. You would never. I would never say T was in the my, my only playing thing, tournament. My only thing is, though, if you look at the teams ahead of them, are you putting a healthy Timberwolves team above Houston? Yeah, you put yes. them above Sacramento. Yes, you put them above OKC. Yes, you put them mm, above. That's what I'm going to get if Above the Warriors, no. That's what I said. New, I said New Orleans. The oh, Pelicans. yes, yes. I'm putting over New Orleans. I don't uh, know the, about that. The Pelicans, the Pelicans, is a little iffy for me. I, I, the Pelicans is more doubtful. The team before them it gets a little iffy for me. The Kings, they can't stop a running. Over. Man, if if they, we if the Pelicans play basketball in the fourth quarter, where they play in the first three quarters, they be they go eighty two and zero. Hey, yeah. knock it off. <laughs> knock it off. <laughs> hey, the Kings do come out hooping. They come out hooping. I don't understand how a team that's that young fades down the stretch every time. Every game. Every single time. Like, if they don't got a 20-point lead going into the fourth, go in the bucket in the lost college. <laughs> bucket in, uh, they up by 10? Yeah. You know what's going to happen. Uh, you know what's going to happen. 
Uh, so all right. So when we when we look past just this this team's year or this year's teams as far as health, and I definitely think it'd be the Warriors. Yes, even with the Clay situation being what it was, and that everybody knew it, Draymond being out for True. so long. Yeah, I mean Draymond had 19 assists the other night with Draymond on the court. They're way above 500, but he was gone for so much of it. And Lord forbid if they had Clay. I mean Clay and Draymond and Steph. Those three are proving to be a very formidable big three in their own right. Right. Uh, but but now, if we're if we're talking about health and how it affects teams and how it affects different players, can y'all each give me one player or team that you're like, if they did not get injured, I would have loved to see. It would have been a sight to see. We talking all I, time? All time. Okay. Um. So. You saying player and team? If we went or play, or either one, or either team. one, player okay. or team. You know what? I was going to go G Hill, but I think the overarching uh, thing of that is he was going to leave Detroit anyway. So I'm gonna leave Grant Hill alone. I, I definitely don't people. I definitely don't think people understand how great Grant Hill could have been. Like the skill set that you see out of LeBron, we saw in Grant Hill in the mid nineties. And mm-hmm. it wasn't even it was it wasn't nothing he, on the basketball court he couldn't do. He was the best all around player that we possibly ever seen until he got hurt. But I'm going to go with uh, I'm gonna take it back to the '80s. I'm gonna go Ralph Sampson and that Rockets okay. team because the Rockets took a while to build. We know they won in in '94 uh, and '95. But if you look at that young Rockets team, his rookie year straight out in the league, Akeem Olajuwon was by far the best center in the league. Averaging yeah. 20 and 10 every season easily, averaging three blocks a game easily, averaging two steals a game easily. And you know what? His, his only weakness was his conditioning, but that was before the NBA. That was when the NBA was just moving away from, like, actual plumbers and, like, actual. Right. Like, if you, <laughs> like, you can have a guy on the end of the bench for the Bucks who, like, oh, this is a small market? Yeah, he he's a school teacher for the rest of the year. Like, when he's not playing, he's a teacher. So, the conditioning wasn't that big of a problem because everybody right. was like smoking Newports at halftime and like, you know, drinking whiskey on the sidelines. I've been to say, I, when, I, you, when you 21, 22, you don't need that conditioning. Akima got it together later. But yeah. the, the biggest factor in that is um, Ralph Sampson got hurt. Ralph Sampson got hurt his third year into the NBA. He, mm-hmm. got, he got injured during his second season. His first season, he played 82 games. His rookie year averaged 21 and 11. On 53% shooting. Second year, Akeem rookie year, he averaged 22 and, and 10. Uh, well, two blocks a game on 50% shooting. Right. And then he got injured and never played a full season after that. So he was a shell of himself. But if you could imagine what the 80s were, and you had two guys averaging 20 and 10 easily and two blocks, I can't think of any team back then that would have been able to stop them. If you look at those powerhouses, uh, Mikhail and Parrish not doing nothing with those two dudes down low. No, absolutely not. Kareem not absolutely. doing nothing with them two dudes down low by himself. Because he was, was getting the older. They were switching between Rambis and A.C. Green, right? Yeah. yeah. Rambis mm-hmm. and A.C. Green was kind of undersized for the 80s. They wasn't doing nothing with them two boys. Hey, it would have got ugly for Rambis. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. I don't care how hard you work, how much of a hustle player you are. It would have got nasty for you, bro. It would have got nasty. Yeah, so, Chris, so who I is, think... Who? Oh, go, oh, ahead, go, ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I'm done. I'm done with my point. Chris, who who would be your player or your team now? Had had injuries not prevailed, it would have been just it's up and it's it's over for the rest of the league. Now for me, this is if they would have. He's not. Don't get me wrong. He's not a bad point guard by far. 
he he's a solid blue guy. If they would have got rid of Andre Miller, but Brandon Roy and them Trailblazers. Oh, I'm sick. You took my ass. I'm sick. <laughs> Brandon Roy and them Trailblazers because. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Aldridge had just got there when Brandon Roy was coming to the scene. Yeah. And them knees didn't go out on Brandon Roy, boy. Yeah. That man used to fly. fly. Like, I'm talking, y'all saw the Anthony Edwards dunk? That was a regular occurrence for Brandon Roy in yeah. his career. Like, he was jumping over dudes. And, and he, he had, had the back-to-the-basket mm-hmm. game. He had the trade ball game. He had the playmaking game. Brandon Roy used to do it all, right? And and, and, and and here's the thing that most people don't realize. Even with all of the injuries, even with everything that Brandon Roy went through, on his career, he averaged 19 a game. He averaged 19, 5 and 5, or 5 and 4 a game. And he couldn't even walk someday. Like, they said they had to push him in a wheelchair someday. That, to me, and, and, and I'm a, so I already told y'all, he stole my answer. But I'm going to expand on it even more here. I don't think it was just Brandon Roy. That was the most snake-bitten team I have ever seen in my life. When you look at this roster from top to bottom, you had LaMarcus Aldridge at the four. Marcus Canby was their center. Mm, they, don't, they don't even remember Marcus Canby in Denver. They don't remember Marcus Canby back then. But wait a minute. Wait a minute. Beyond Marcus Canby, you had 15, you had uh, 15, 10, and 3 in college, Greg Oden. And Greg Oden was another one of those guys. He did not have the conditioning to play big minutes. Those numbers were not indicative of how dominant he was in college. Greg, one of those few players, the numbers don't tell nowhere near the story on both ends of what he was for that Ohio State team. He literally, when he was on the court, teams would literally just like pack in the paint. We'll, we'll scramble to whatever shooters. Right. But if Greg is on the court, whenever he touches it, let's get it to, uh, let's get him. Then you got Nick Batum, Gerald Wallace, mm-hmm. uh, and Andre Miller and a rookie Wesley Matthews. This team mm. was loaded. Yeah, if bruh. they were healthy. Yeah. Bruh. If they... And, and 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 here's the thing: if this team was healthy, even in the era where like that was where Cole was like very close to his prime, and like they were getting them some help, even in that time, I think that they would have gave the Lakers a very good run. For I mean, even if you look at it, they met. I know they met at least once in the playoffs, and I think it was a very close, like five six games. And that and that's what I'm saying. That team had they had full health, Nick Batum in. People know Hornets Nick Batum. If you look at Nick Batum for what he was in yeah. in Portland, he was Portland a five by five. Nice. He was a five by five machine waiting to happen. It's a reason. It's a reason there. Charlotte paid him. It's a reason Charlotte exactly. paid him. Exactly. He could go out there and get you five blocks, five steals, five assists, like it was nothing. So that team, had they stayed healthy and stayed yeah. together, it would have just been like that. To watch them grow, to watch all of them grow together. Even though Greg Oden wanted to be a dentist, he didn't really want to be a hooper. <laughs> but all the rest of those guys, even with Marcus Canby at an older age, if he was healthy, I mean, the pieces they had, they complemented each other perfectly. Yeah. Luke Babbitt out there shooting threes left and right. Wes Matthews on the same tip. Nick Batum had a little bit of everything. Not much. He wasn't great on offense. But he had a little bit of everything. Brandon Roy. I mean, Nick Batum is that, what? The, the typical 3 and D player right now is, but he was just playing, exactly. you know, 10 years ago. He, he's, exactly. a more, he's a more expensive Trevor Reason. I know you say less expensive players, but he was a more expensive Trevor Reason back then. Yeah. 
Exactly. And now, then when we had, had, oh, go ahead, go ahead. And then you had Gerald Wallace as well, who was another mm. guy who could cut and dunk yeah. and do whatever he needed to do. That team had all the pieces. They had playmaking. They had perimeter defense. They had shooting. They had they had it all. There was nothing that team did not have except help, except yeah. good knees. Now, That's I mean, it. <laughs> if if we talking about franchises, period, is are the Trailblazers the most snake bitten franchise ever? Oh, uh, mm, uh, you know where I want to go. You know where I want to go. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, 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 who's your most snake bitten franchise ever, Chris? The Clippers. What? But the, the Clippers, Are the they, Clippers, not snake bitten. They just stink. It's a difference. Uh, bro, they stink. <laughs> they stink. The, the Clippers had one time ever where they were snake bitten, and that was Lob City when Chris Paul got hurt. But I mean, somebody, like, literally did, the somebody did say in the chat that Lob City would be the team that they would name. But do y'all really think that if they were completely healthy, that Lob City would have won a championship? In fourteen and fourteen, when the Warriors were still babies and the Spurs were dominant, I think so because I think in fifteen the Spurs lost. Right, the, the Clippers beat the Spurs. Yeah, that's when Chris Paul. Chris hit Paul hit the game winner. The hams, right. So if you take that into account, if Chris Paul was healthy and Blake Griffin was healthy against that fourteen Spurs team, I think they meet up with Miami. I think Miami beats them because they got more pieces. But I think that gave them the experience. I don't know. I don't know. Based Man. on what that based on what that Clippers team was good at, they would have given Miami everything they can. They would have. They would have. Y'all think y'all think from a mental standpoint that the Clippers do you think they would have been able to get it together to win a championship? That, that's where I, I was going to go. The that's why I don't think the Clippers yeah. is um especially if you listen to um uh Doc Rivers that was on a pod recently, the biggest problem with that Clippers team wasn't the talent or the injuries. It was a constant internal fight between Chris Paul and Blake Griffin on who team it was. The locker room yeah. was split down the middle and they never got along. I I understand that. And I'm not saying that they would have beat the Heat because I, I think that's a little bit of a stretch. But when I said it would have gave them everything that they can handle, that Heat team was best at what? The driving dish. That yeah. that was their thing. They You could not stop it because you had to stop LeBron penetration. You had to stop D-Wade penetration or D-Wade in the post because he's one of the best post guards that we've ever seen. That's right. a very underrated part of D-Wade's Third. Game third all-time. Yeah. Oh, he's the third all-time overall, but I'm talking about just in the post. In the post, yeah. third all-time. I, I don't know about that. Shooting guards. Shooting guards. I don't know about that. His I post think went better than Mike Coles, bro. I think – Oh, you know what? You know what? Never mind. Never mind. I, <laughs> That's why I'm like, get this. What? You forgot no, no, Mike. No, listen, listen, listen. I'm gonna I'm, I'm say this, and I'm gonna y'all gonna say it's blasphemy, but I'm gonna say it. His post hop shot was like so unstoppable. I think him and Kobe are like two A, two B. I'm sorry, I don't think Kobe too much, bro. Football I don't. Was I, too much. Okay, hey, we, that we post hop was tough though, guys. Nobody had that. That come wrong and then hopping with it. That that he that was, that was he tough. Was one of the, he was one of the first to really take that move to the next level to where players were like, all right, I gotta get that in my bag. I, I need true. that. I need that. So if I if I look at that team, their thing was either the driving dish or we're gonna get close to the rim. You're gonna collapse because you you gotta stop waiting in the post, and then we're gonna dish and have somebody open, right? Imagine having a prime DeAndre Jordan at the rim. And Blake Griffin at that time played a little bit of defense, yeah. too. And both of them in the paint, you don't have to collapse and, like, figure it out around it. It's like, you know what? Figure it out. Y'all two, 
Do what y'all do. And, and Miami's we'll five was Bosch at that time, right? Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I I don't think that Bosch would have had a very good series against those two down there. Yeah. I don't, I just don't think it would. So they did have Shane Battier, I believe, that 14 year, didn't they? Yeah, that's yeah, that's Shane Battier was the stretch four. He was their stretch four. Battier yeah, ain't checking Blake, bro. No, he no, not. He not Blake, no, Battier ain't coach. No, that's a bocce right there. That's that they cook the food up in front of you. Go ahead, <laughs> yeah. throw the little sauce on there, and make the flames go right there. But that, uh, so yeah, it, it, there are a few teams that if I look at them, I'm like, if they have full health, they'll do something. The Lob City Clippers was one of them, but I'm sorry, I still can't get away from uh, those. I still can't get away from those trailblazers. Now, if I'm talking about snake bitten, if you're talking about snake bitten, Josh, who's your most snake bitten? And mind you, snake bitten don't mean you're a trash organization like the Clippers. Right. Snake bitten means like you literally just things happen and they just trailblazers can't figure it out. easily. Really? Trailblazers easily. It, it gotta be. It gotta be the trailblazers because um they've always had, you know, a good fan base, uh good amenities. They always took care of their players, always took care of their fans. Most of the time had good coaches in place. Most of the time had good rosters in place. You can't really give me a period of time where the where the Blazers were down bad for an extended period of time. They had okay. a solid team that could have won championship after championship until Bird Magic came in the league. And then Bill Walton got hurt and decided he wanted to be a hippie. Uh-huh. So that's a whole four-year window where you just threw teams out there. I think the Knicks won one. The Celtics won one. I think the Bucks might have won one. The Warriors won one, I think. And it's just, you know what I'm saying? Those are just teams that just happen to win where that Blazers team could have easily beat them in the late 70s. Hey, 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 hey. To make it sicker about the Trailblazers, bro, yeah. you read the rosters. Canby, Aldridge, Batum, um, Brandon Roy, and Andre Miller, they start five. They drafted Greg Odie instead of Kevin Durant. Right. Can you believe if they would have drafted Kevin Durant and the happened, mix of all that? What happened in 84? Akeem went one. Blazers was two and picked Bowie. They drafted Bowie, yes. But Bowie was, Bowie was a dog in college. He Bowie was. was a dog was. in college. And then and Mike time, went third, didn't he? Mike went third. And, a, and at that time, at that time in the NBA, it was always said, if it's two equally good players, pick the big one. And they right. they did they did what seemed right, right. because that four that four corners offense that uh, that Carolina was running it yeah. greatly hindered how good people thought Mike yeah. was because they didn't see Mike averaging forty a night in college. Right, Dean Smith was literally like, "Hey, we gonna hold the ball for as much of the game as we can." Yeah, don't don't, don't do that. <laughs> Just hold. And the Mike ball. had to share the game yeah. and share the ball with uh Worthy. Most James Worthy was there. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. So if you look at it, if you look at it, um, they somehow recovered from that, put together a good team in the two in the in the nineties, and ran into Mike. Mm. That same team that lost the Mike made it to the second round and the conference finals the year after that and got cooked by Hakeem. Mm. So those was like roadblocks that unless you had transcendent talent, you couldn't overcome and they couldn't make another run because after they lost that second no, after they lost the first time. Drexler left. It went right. to Houston. So you you want to talk about snake bitten? I got some snake bitten for you. I got more for you with the Blazers. Yeah. Hey. Oh, well, go ahead. Finish giving us the recovered from that. Four years later, put together a championship roster with Pippen, uh, Sheed, Stoudemire, Bonzi Wells. Ran into they the sure Lakers. Ran into Kobe and Shaq. Got cooked again. 
They was only yeah. bad for what four that, years. Bounce that was back with Roy. That was sat revenge tour though. When right. He was mad. He got out of Orlando. He went on revenge tour. He Bounced back four years later. Aldrich, Odin, all of that, and we seen what happened again. So it's it's a vicious cycle with Portland. They even been in contention every year now. Yeah. Can I can I offer y'all up a team that I know they're not going to win the championship now just because of who they are, and that the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> the, the, the Phoenix Suns and here's here's why I say the Phoenix Suns the Phoenix Suns have never done a just an immense amount of things that like like with the Pistons the Pistons have done things where you're like you're like that's the move I can point to right there where you run your franchise Darko right. Milicic Darko Milicic at two right there Luke Kennard hey man, right I'm there just, I'm like, just saying when you look at but, but wait a minute the Suns are very similar to the Trailblazers because when you look at their trajectory, remember now, this is an expansion team. This ain't a team that's been been around forever and a day. Somehow, immediately after expansion, they figured out, you know what? We we got a little squad together. We got a little bit of running going on. They get Barkley out in the 80s, in the 90s, and then what happens? They ran in the mic. Yeah. And then you go <laughs> forward. And then you go forward from the '90s, and when when Barkley leaves, it goes to the uh, to the Rockets. They were bad for a couple years, and then they say, "You know what? We like that the Canadian kid from the Mavericks. We think that he can do more than what they're than what they're allowing him to do." They went ahead and got Nash. They got Stoudemire. They got uh, they got Sean Marion. Mike D'Antoni. Joe Johnson. Joe Johnson. I saw Joe. I sold you They got. They put. The they had a squad. That was Mike D'Antoni, best squad. And then, and then, and then they run into Kobe and them. And then you look. You even look at now. They've got a team assembled oh, that oh. on paper. Before they had the deal with Kobe, they had the Spurs down three two, oh, and yeah. Bruce Bowen drop kick Steve Nash in the nose, and they suspended yep. Stoudemire and Dial. Right. Hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-uh. Yeah, yeah. The only thing I can think of that's even close is the Kings, but like the Kings, part of it is their fault. So like I can't really get a kid. But the Suns, do y'all remember when the Suns were turning back the clock on every veteran that came to them? Like they were just taking yeah. in all these veterans, and everybody's like, "What are they doing?" And then you see the veteran ball, and you're like, "Oh, the great okay. he would just give me fifteen, bro." Yeah. Like, you just, you up, like, what, what just happened here? They got Shaq when everybody's like, oh, he's nothing now, and made him an all-star again. And he yeah. wasn't one of those guys that made the all-star team just because of his name that year. No, he was balling and made an all-star game, and they still couldn't get over that. Yeah. They still, it was still just, D'Antoni is D'Antoni, and you can't get over the hump with that. And even now, like I said, Chris Paul, Booker, Aiden. Aiden is a big that I think going forward, he could be what we look at the modern big man as. And what are we seeing? They're good. They're really good. They're not going to get it done in the play. We all know that. So, I mean, this that that's one team. They consistently do the right things. They make the right moves. They just can't get over the hump. That's true. That's true. Chris, who's yours, man? Who's, who's your snake being franchise? Man, see, I'm thinking now. See, now I'm, I'm thinking deep. And... I want to say the Knicks because of that Patrick Ewing layup. <laughs> oh, I want to say the Knicks. Mm. 
But I'm gonna tell you this though, Dolan is such a terrible owner. It's kind of right. not. Yeah, like, they do it to themselves. See, you paint you painted the picture where they do it to themselves. I'm like, I can't say the Knicks now. Because if, if if it was if even if they do it to themselves, it still counts. I would say the Cavs, but like the Cavs, they just they the Cavs are the Cavs. They run every they ruin everything they touch. Literally everything they touch goes to crap, <laughs> and it, it's it's a reason for that. I mean, like the Wizards, same thing. They, they, they front office. They, they just, they, they've I mean, been. If you want to go with a new, if you want to go with a new franchise, you can run with OKC. Oh, oh, hey, but see, they, they bounce back, and then they do like drastic bounce backs, though. Like they had come back, like, like no, nah, they didn't rebuild them all, but they still a decent team, and they got yeah. forty picks. Like what? <laughs> but you know what though, and, and I, I'll give I'll give you this one though. Guyton is absolutely right because even if you take it back from the Thunder to the Sonic days, it still was just like yeah. time after time after time, and and the fact that. And I'm gonna say that this is still snake bitten because even though it's the head coach's decision, the the franchise did not deserve this. Saying for some reason, I don't want to put Gary Payton on Jordan. What? And <laughs> we're trying to keep this PG, so I'm not gonna say what I want to say. But what in the redacted are you smoking on to not say I got a generational? This ain't just the best defensive player, one of the best defensive players in this era. He's one of the best defensive guards ever. Ever might be one, might be one ever. And you say to yourself, Oh, I want to keep you for offense. Objectively speaking, when 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 Gary Payton walked into uh George Carl's office, or what's that man's name? It was George Carl. Okay, when he walked into George Carl's office and said, I'm checking Mike, I don't care what you say. Objectively speaking, Jordan's numbers dropped off. Just, it was like a world of difference yeah. immediately. It's no matter what Jordan say, no matter what Jordan say, it made Listen, a difference. This show is called Facts Over Acts. The laughing right. at the laughing at Gary Payton is an act because the facts show that when Gary Payton was on him, he was not as effective. That's just the facts. Some dude that was trying to argue with me on Twitter said, "Oh, so he had." Three bad shooting nights. What's the big deal? The it's greatest a, it's the finals. Of, uh, the greatest player of all time to everybody. It's only who, seven who, games. Exactly. The greatest player of all time who everybody says, oh, he's the GOAT because he never lost in the finals. All of a sudden, like, he didn't disappear, but falls off in the finals. And you're going to tell me, oh, that player didn't have nothing to do with it. I said, you're on that Franklin Saint product, ain't it? I know what that is. <laughs> You you cooked it up. They got that little rock for you, didn't they? I know what you did. I know what you did. You paid that little $10. I know you. But anyway, yeah, they, they, the Thunder got a case for it. The Thunder yeah. definitely got a case I mean, if, if you, even if you look at that, if you want to exert Peyton's, uh, if you want to exert his energy on defense, if you look at the way that team is constructed athletically, um, it wasn't too many players that could have guarded Sean Kemp. You had, you had Rodman, of course. But at the same time, if Rodman but got arrested at any nuts. point, you, at, if he got arrested at any point, you're not getting who's the who's the other big Winnington? Yeah, Bill Winnington yeah. not not checking Sean Kemp, bro. <laughs> hey, listen, Bill Winnington against Sean Kemp would have got ugly. That's another one of them. <laughs> yeah, we gonna see some highlights out of this one, boys. We gonna see Sean Kemp do the two finger on the ground. <laughs> 
Where you at, bro? Where you at? Get up. Get up, bro. No, that's the most so, disrespectful dunk of all time. I got to fight you after the game, bro. Yeah, no, no. Now, at least, oh boy, when Shaq pushed him through the ball at him, was like, hey, you got to come see me. No, oh, no, that's Scotty out. dunk. That Scotty dunk is what, where I draw the line. Like, if somebody mm. dunk on me like that, when Scotty dropped on, dunked on the Knicks, man, mm. like, that's no way. Well, at least it was I'm a little a, tussle back and forth. Sean Kemp pointed at this man, and he was just yeah, like, "Well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, bro." The teammate said, "Bro, what happened?" He's like, sometimes you the bug, sometimes <laughs> yeah. you the windshield, man. <laughs> I mean, today I was the windshield. I mean, today I was the bug, man. So, all right, all right, all right. Before we get out of here, before we get out of here, we just got to get one more thing in. All right, we got guys. How much time we got, man? Um, we are at forty-eight minutes. Okay, perfect, perfect, perfect. We got to get one more thing in here, man. We got So we often talk about, you know, leaving legacies for your, your kids and all that and, and how important that is, just as humans, not even as like sports journalists or, or sports personalities or whatever the case may be. But for sports, it feels like it takes on a little bit of opposite effect where like your success then hinders your child because your child will always be walking in your shadow. Right. So with that being said, is a professional athlete success across sports detrimental to their child? Yay or nay? Um, Josh, I what think, you thinking, man? I think you got to take it on a case-by-case basis mm. because okay. um, it's not it's not detrimental if we put in the right amount of time and attrition and everything because they're at the end of the day, they're getting the resources to be possibly as good of an athlete as their parent, Right. They're mm-hmm. getting advantages from training, from diet, from uh, just access and opportunities to be better than the field when it comes to their profession. So they're not it's not doing them a disservice to be in this situation. But at the same time, depending on the greatness of your parent or depending on the amount of effort that they put into your future, it may be doing you a disservice because people look at your father and say, oh, he's the goat. And then we end up we end up with, with Marcus Jordan. Was it Marcus and Jeffrey, right? <laughs> you have to bring up Jordan kids, man. Come on, man. Hey, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Them kids stunk. <laughs> the better of the two average 10 points in high school. Man. Come on, dog. Come on, man. That's that's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. Chris, what you think, man? What you think? Is it is it a help or hurt? I think it's a little bit of a hurt. Because, for example, if I if I'm gearing up to play Sierra Cannon right now, Ronnie James is one of their players on Sierra Cannon, LeBron James' uh, son. Mm-hmm. If I'm gearing up to play them, you best believe I'm getting my sleep the day before. I'm getting my good night's sleep. I'm waking up early. I'm doing a proper pregame uh, ritual. I'm, I'm getting my mind clear, and I'm gonna go at him because I know all the cameras is on him, and I know if I go at him, they gonna remember, man. We came to see Bronny James, but this kid right here, he 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 came at Bronny James. He outplayed Bronny James by every aspect. So it kind of mm-hmm. paints a target on their back. And and I mean, no no disrespect, Bronny James. I love I love how LeBron is taking Bronny James as under his wing, and you know, showing him how to be professional. Um, That's his son, man. He got to take his kid out there. He's doing your job as a dad. He ain't, he yeah. ain't got to. We see you, Marcus <laughs> and Jeffrey. <laughs> 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 hey, <it's, laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. No, but I, I think, uh, I think, I think, 
I think Bronny gonna be all right. I, I Marcus don't think we definitely should... gonna call for a cease and desist on our show, man. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we should set LeBron uh, expectations on Bronny. I do think that's something that right. we shouldn't do with the kids. I, I... I think, and that's where I, that's where I think it's only a little bit of a hurt because I think they should be their own person. They should be able to stand alone as their own person. Right. Like if Bronny ends up going to the league and he was a fifteen and six player, that shouldn't. You know what I'm saying? That's a good career. That's that's solid. He made his money. He paid. He fed his family. You know what I'm saying? Well, his family fed, but uh, you know, if, if if it's a star's kid, they should still be able to have a Hall of Fame career, even though they're not as good as their parents. You know what I mean? So. I, so I, I'm, I'm gonna tell you, I don't see how it hurts. I see this as nothing but benefit, regardless of how you look at it. You look at, especially in like, so in football, for example, football. I don't know how this happens. All of the kids of the stars will get a shot. If you are in close proximity to a star, you're gonna get a shot. Yeah. And 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 don't don't take this the wrong way. Like I'm saying that these guys all got here from nepotism. You look at the Matthews family. You had the first generation of Matthews, a Hall of Fame center, Hall of Fame guard, or perennial Pro Bowl guard, and then you had Clay, and then you had his brother. Like you had a lot of Matthews come in. The Manning, same way. Manning after Manning after Manning. Metcalf, same way. Greatest return man of all time. Then you get another return man who's like, okay, he's serious too. And then you got DK that's built like he's a Greek god or something. Like they, they you, you just. You really are in a situation where you put in a, a a positive because your parents know what the expectations are for an NFL player. They know what the expectations are for an NBA player. They know what these scouts are looking for. They're right. in the circles already. Like they could call up their old teammate who's not a GM and say, "Hey, man, my son is a uh, my son is a, a point guard. What are y'all looking for in modern point guards? What is it that y'all are like? Hey, this don't matter." What is it that you're like, he has to have this in his bag? You know what I mean? So that's – and then even if you look at basketball, Steph Curry, right? Steph Curry did not just get that good from, like, God ordaining him, like, you're going to be <laughs> Right. Like – I mean, he got videos. He was shooting with his dad. I'm and just saying that, 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 that came from – exactly. That came from, in part, his dad showing him – these are the drills. This is what you need to get strong. This is how you get shots up. This ain't a random kid coming from like having Jesus Shuttleworth basically beating the crap, Jesus Shuttleworth pops, <laughs> beating the crap out of him every time he drives to the basket. Hey, they're going to beat you up in the league, so you got to be. His dad told him, like, listen, this is this is your key. This is what you got to do all day, every day. Get your wrist strong. I like that yeah. stuff. So same thing with Clay Thompson. Same thing with so many other guys who, like, at the end of the day, their parents know the expectations. Their parents have been there. And then, most importantly, I mean, genetically, like, what? If you tell me, oh, yeah, Ken, you could have your dad's genes, your dad and your mom's genes, or you could have LeBron and Savannah's genes and start life over again. (laughs) Right. Even if you told me I'd be in the exact same position financially, I'd still be from the middle of the West Side, staying at my grandma's crib in Plymouth Square all the time. And you said, you'll get that, but you'll have LeBron and Savannah's genes. I need it. Give it here. Give it here. I, I need all that. I need all that. So, I mean, to me, I understand the whole, like, Zaire Wade being pressured to be his dad. Like, oh, you're not as good as your dad was, so you're trash and all that. I get that side of it. That's not fun. But at the same time, I mean, you're Dwayne Wade's son, bro. You're going to have access to the best of everything. Yeah. You're going to have access to – you never have to worry about, like, is my nutrition right? Like, these ramen noodles is, like, they not it. For like you, you can get a Pat Riley and get some shots in right now. 
Exactly. I mean, exactly. look at Zaire. He was in pro AM games. Like, you know what I mean? Early that, playing against that's, pros. And that's what I'm saying. Like, at the end of the day, so many, most of the guys in the league have a family, not most, but a good amount have a family member who played professionally. Like, it's so many. Yeah. Kobe Pops played professionally. Kyrie Dad played professionally. I'm, it's a lot of speculation. Never mind. We're not even going to go there. But a lot of players. <laughs> A lot of players who like are have relationships with their father still. A lot of them played in the league before. That's yeah. that's across leagues because like at the end of the day, the genes are super important. So to me, hey, if you're gonna give me an all star dad, give me an all star dad, man. Just don't give me an all star dad that ain't gonna give me like no physically good stuff. Like don't don't give me Andre Miller. I'm sorry. Like don't. <laughs> what am I gonna do with that, man? Like I gotta work hard and I gotta know to stay low to the ground. Hey, you got the best chest passes in all the middle school, G. I don't want that, man. I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want that. You know what I mean? John Stockton may have been slightly underrated as an athlete. His son played well at Gonzaga for a while, or was it St. Mary's? It was one of those schools in the West Coast Conference. His son played well for a while over there. He played there. a little bit with the Kings too, didn't he? That's what I'm saying. That. Like it, it's it's great and it's good, but like give me like Shaq kids, like give make right. me six eleven and put some strength on me. But anywho, we know y'all have had enough of us talking about uh, these these successful dads, all star games, health, all that good stuff. But come on back next week and the week after that and the week after that. We will be streaming every episode from here going forward live. We'll try to get a, a page established. For the pod, we'll try to get a Twitch page established for the pod. But until next time, peace and love, y'all.